Listen to this. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Don't you want to be fully awake? Your soul ignited by a purpose. Oh, oh. I'm serious. That again.
Of course I had to arrange things in advance. There needed to be NDAs, precaution. You are lying now, and you were lying then. Dad, please, just calm down. I'll calm down when I feel like it. All right? Now, all of you may as well know, this whole thing of my papa's a charade. I didn't have any lapses of memory. I knew full well who was in charge of Newman Media. Didn't forget a damn thing. I didn't have lapses or fits of paranoia and then forget about it a few minutes later. I didn't. You didn't forget that your granddaughter was dead? I asked you point blank if this was a setup. I had to find out who would possibly betray me. And Adam, I was leaning in your direction. But to my relief, I found out the real culprit was not you. Huh. I had to know who I could trust and who I couldn't. Even... You didn't trust even me? She got the message. her in the face message received well i wasn't planning on that Stephen, he's, he's how can he be so gullible like sheila is incapable of love it's just so, really is <laughs> so loud 
in that small apartment, it just kind of echoed down the hallway. It's still here. tonight's podcast that is Naz Nathan Willis Extreme Podcast for uh, November 7, 2023, right here on Tuesday for this week. Uh, tonight's podcast is brought to us by Guiding Light, the fan fiction on Wattpad. If you guys go to uh, Nathan Banks 757, again, that's Nathan Banks 757 on Wattpad.com, you guys will find, uh, you know, the Guiding Light fan fiction and also fan fictions of As the Turn, All My Children. Young and Restless, uh, Bold and Beautiful, and uh, many others right there on Wattpad. And uh, tonight uh, is going to be a very great show for us. Um, and I want to uh, bring in my co-host, Willie himself. Willie, how are you doing tonight? Hola, amigos. It's great to be back again. Um, man, Nathan, what a crazy day it's been, huh? This crazy thing with this time time schedule shifting. Yeah, they're saving time, and, you know, that took place on Sunday. If you guys mm-hmm. have not, um, you know, done that yet, please make sure to turn your clock back uh, back an hour, you know, uh, this time around up until March where in in uh, and, uh, an hour forward. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's been crazy uh, since, since uh, that change took place. It's like if you want to watch a, a, a program that starts, let's say, maybe at four o'clock or five it's actually different time now because of the time difference yeah that's absolutely true as well uh you know i do think that you know at first it's a little bit hard to you know adjust to that but once you get the hang of it you know Mm. days or weeks or months later then you understand how it works yes exactly and you were right we do have a lot to talk about tonight it's going to be exciting we've got an exclusive movie review of naiad NYAD. It stars our beloved Jodie Foster and another actress. And we'll go more into that in a little bit. But let's talk about our top stories tonight. What do you got for us tonight? What are your top three stories for this evening? Well, um, I want to give us well, the first top story on my end. I want to give everyone uh, you know, an update on the uh, daytime Emmys because you know they were supposed to take place uh, this year, I think sometime in June, if I'm correct. But then we have the writer's strike mm-hmm. and the actor's strike, by the way. Right. Well, by the way, which is still going on, but we'll get into that later too, uh, in a little bit after this first one here. But um, just to give you guys an update, um, it was just announced this morning that the 50th annual uh, Digital Emmy Creative Arts and Lifestyle Ceremony will be live in the Western Bar Richard. LA on watch.theemmys.tv and at the Emmys app on Saturday, December 16th at 12 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The show data Emmys, so many details will be announced later. Also, just announced this morning, the second annual uh, Children's Emmys will be live from the Western Brown Richard, Los Angeles on watch.theemmys.tv and uh, the Emmys apps on Sunday, December 17th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Creative Arts will be the night before. Saturday, uh, 
on the uh, 16th of December at 8 p.m., 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, also, last but not least, this announced as well this morning, the 2023 class of DTEP Emmys and children's Emmy inductees to the Gold and Silver Circle, the ATS Society of Honor, recognizing careers of 50 or 25 years of service to our industry, will be celebrated at a, a special lunch yard in L.A. on Thursday, December 14th. So is that correct in my understanding? It's going to be a website then this year. It's not going to be like CBS or nothing, Paramount, nothing like that, right? It's all on website? Yeah, it's going to be on the website. Okay. There will, will be also the uh, any apps as well. Like, for example, uh, Roku, Android TV, Fire TV, iPhone, iPad, Android, Chromecast, Apple TV as well. This will not be on any of the networks, I think. Oh, it's, it's going to be in an app. Okay, it will be in an app. That's why I was, a, that's why I was getting confused as well as the listeners. Yeah, not yeah. The app, but also uh, the website Watch dot TV. Uh, this it will not be on our network or any of the main networks. I think due to what happened with the uh, the strikes this year. But mm-hmm. that's uh, th- uh, that week. Um, the week of uh, let me see here. The week of the eleventh uh, up until uh, I think. So let's see here. Up until Sunday, December 17th will be when the festivities will take place for the daytime Emmys and the children, family Emmys. Okay, wow. There's So there you go, guys. We're lucky to even give you guys that heads up because, um, like what Nathan was saying, we really thought it wasn't going to happen until later in the year, like almost February sweeps. So something must have happened for it to be like rushed higher than, than early. That's good. Yes, absolutely. And I do think, um, I do think that maybe why, and I'm not confirming this or anything, but I think mm-hmm. why they decided to do this now is probably to sue, maybe get it out of the way now and then next year do the, do the uh, 50th different Emmys where, um, you know, they can, you know, uh, do, uh, you know, do the ceremony. I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe sometime in the summer or like maybe June, July, unless something happens where it gets postponed again, well, not, well uh, next year's Emmys gets postponed, and then they have to move it again. So I understand why they're moving. So I just I was surprised that, you know, they decided to do it, you know, uh, this soon before the year ends. And then, um, you know, and then, you know, next year they can do the, uh, the 51st Digital uh, Emmy. So mm-hmm. uh, there you go, folks. If you guys uh, have not heard, uh, the Digital Emmys will be, actually kicking off December 16th. And for those who want to check out the second annual Children Emmys, um, that'll be Sunday, December 17th. So make sure you guys check that out. All right. Now, the hot story that I've got for you guys, ready or not, the new Stranger Things play will be telling the origin of the Upside Down. It is a prequel play to the Netflix hit drama Stranger Things, and it's headed to London's West End this month in honor of Stranger Things Day, or the day Will Byers went missing in Hawkins back in 1983. They even released a clip previewing Stranger Things The First Shadow with key creatives and cast behind the play describing the onstage plot and special effects. Uh, Congratulations to everybody involved. This actually would interest me. What about you, Nathan? Yeah, um, you know, it does interest me. Um, 
you know, when uh, when you uh, mentioned that, because mm-hmm. I think we can find out and see, you know, what happened when Hawkins was missing, right. and you know, maybe you know certain Easter eggs or certain aspects of you know of the series will be shown, and uh, featuring you know other characters that uh, we haven't seen as well. So I am interested in a way about it. I want to see how it turns out, um, and hopefully uh, they'll they'll do it uh, right the proper way. And yeah, we get to see everything from beginning to end. Yeah. And like I said, guys, earlier uh, in the podcast that we've done during the week, I think it was the weekend, um, yes. We, me and Nathan already agree that we're not really going to follow every single project involved for Stranger Things because that's just, to me, just a little overdone. But this play, I will give them credit for this, Nathan. This is actually cool because they're talking about the origin. Now that's fine. That that's cool. But the other projects they want to do is just too much is um it's just too much uh exploitation in my opinion. But for the fans, I'm glad for them if they love it. But to the rest of us, we're kind of just a little burned out. So it's kind of like you pick and choose, you know. It's just like television. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. So, again, if you guys watch it, you follow me and Nathan on our, our our media. Let us know what you guys think, and we'd love to hear from you guys. I mean, you can even go on our podcast and talk about it. I mean, we've got no problem with that. Nathan, what's your other top story for tonight? Uh, yeah, so let me actually get to uh, this breaking news from Dylan.com when it comes to uh, the SAC after um, – you know, strike mm-hmm. and the actual breakthrough okay. that took place. Uh, SAG after the studios achieve AI breakthrough, more negotiations set for uh, today, which is Tuesday. And um, if guys don't know um, or haven't heard, uh, it was announced today that um, the negotiations for SAG after and the studios are set to meet later today in what could be the final phase, signing a new deal and the 117 day actors guild strike. Well, the AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA have achieved a breakthrough late last night on contentious topic of AI. Duncan Crouchy Ireland and AMPTP President Carol Lombardi are scheduled to talk this afternoon. Quote, we are very close, a guild source told Deadline. Not done yet, but very close with strong protect- protection language in place. The source added of AI guardrails long sought by the guild even before they went on strike in mid-July. After SAG after delivered its response on November 6 to the AMPTP's so-called last best offer of late last week, the parties got together for a Zoom meeting yesterday. Going late into the night, the meeting saw the CEO Gang of Four, Disney's Bob Iger, Warner Brothers Discovery's David Zalzo, Netflix Ted Sarandos, and MC Universal's uh, Don Langley participate again. Unlike past such gatherings, the studio's chiefs were eventually available to alter their latest proposal on AI to provide more project protections and conversations with forwards as we hear. Now, uh, it was actually revealed, I think, uh, and you may call this out, Willie, um, the Alliance of Motion Picture Television producers are seeking to secure AI scans for scheduled and performers, guild members who earn more than the minimum for series regulars, $32,000 per TV episode, and feature films, 6000 the company's suggested clause will require studios and streamers to pay the scanners the likeliness of scheduled ad performers. Second after, it's seeking to attach a consultation for the reuse of AI scans. 
and the NPTP member companies will need will also need to secure consent from the performer. The language currently in AMPs in AMPTP's offer will see the studios and streamers secure the right to use scares of the seized performers without the consent of their estate or SAG AFTRA. So this is a zombie cause, and again, we you know we called it. Um, this is one of the biggest reasons SAG did not accept the last best song offer from the AMPTP. We cannot allow that language to stand. It says we're going to use side source. This is massive. Every A, B, C, D, E lister, all the high paid performers who think this is a big way strike, they must know that they're in this fight. They have to realize that this is, a, this is about protecting them. This is their strike now when they realize it's on the line. The people who launched the campaign and take the deal, they be effed, and we took this deal with that in there. So, you know, uh, like I said before, again, you know, we called a Willie. Uh, when it comes to artificial intelligence and what they are trying for what the AMPTP tried to escape with, it looks as if, you know, the SAG actor was able to catch on, call them out, and able to get the AMPTP to change its stance on it. Well, hallelujah, it's about time. Yes, it is. And also, me and Nathan also agree on this. And again, you guys might go at us for it. Again, we're always 411. Me and Nathan have agreed that we feel with this writer's strike, it really should have been broken into three barriers, whether you want to admit it or not. One, it should have been higher writers. Those are the writers that do deserve recognition. Two, the mediocre writers, the ones that are in between, you know who you are. And third, the lazy writers, you know who you are. That's the way it should have been to begin with. And then maybe things would have been a lot better because let's be real. Why should the lazy writers get the profits and royalties that the other two writers are going to get? It's all messed up. It's upside down. And um, what about your thoughts, Nathan? Don't, don't you think that's just a little bit too redundant and too much nonsense? Yeah, I think it's completely ridiculous and completely, you know, just insane because mm-hmm. for the past, well, not for the past couple, but for many years, you know, whether it's your TV show like General Hospital, yeah. you know, you know, Days Are Lies, All My Children, whatever, you know, no matter who's running the show, there's just times where the writing comes off as rushed, lazy, not enough time was put into it, you know, and even if, you know, you, you guys, even though, you know, but those writers, even though if they have like a week to send in their scripts or whatever, you guys should still put in enough effort to, you know, make your episode stand out. And um, I agree with you 100% about how it should be structured, because uh, if that happens, then I don't think we're, at, we're here at this point. You yeah. know, even, even if, you know, even when, you know, the stories like ended, I do feel as if, you know, it, it's good for the writers that they got what they wanted, you know, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. um, I just think that, you know, things will probably maybe go back to normal and nothing's changed. And that's what concerns me the most. And so yeah. I just think that, you know, unfortunately, you know, you know, we have uh, we have to face reality of who's coming back to our favorite shows and who's not. And I just feel as if, you know, uh, with what's going on right now. Uh, things may change for the better or for the worse. Also, me and Nathan have a bone to pick with you guys. If you think that you can just stop a strike, finish it, 
end it from there, get your royalties, and then play like a crybaby that you didn't get your your way, and you want to go on another strike, then me and Nathan feel you guys should be fired. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no excuse. No, because that no. is not that's nonsense, dude. You ready made your you made your point. You lost it or you won it. You can't go back and make another strike. That's just not how it goes. There's a window open to every single person involved in these groups for strikes. After a certain amount of time, there is penalties involved. So I do not feel bad for you guys if you're penalized for doing another strike that you really shouldn't be involved in with anyway. Yes, absolutely. And if you know, if you agree to a deal that ends up that didn't go your favor and you still went for it anyway, you caved. You gave up, you came because you want, and of course, I understand people want to, you want to go back to work, mm-hmm. you want to go on the table for the families, yeah. and, and such, and that's understandable, but if you, I mean, stand up for what you believe in, even no matter how long it takes, I mean, that should matter as well, and I'm pretty sure that, that the writers, you know, had that, you know, so-called fund, mm-hmm. and that helped them out financially, so... You know, I mean, I guess we we'll know what happened towards the end of that writer's strike. But to me, from what you and me, or you and me heard, really, it, I mean, I think they pretty much caved in. But that's just me. I'm sick of the side deals, and I don't care what anyone says. Me and Nathan know that they are side deals been made. They were made. They've been trying to be made. Just quit the nonsense, dude. We know who you are. Um, On the other top story, for the people that watch The View was Monday's craziness. Whoopi Goldberg actually had to flick some water just to calm down a guest, comedian Leslie Jones. Oh my God, Nathan, I'm so glad I don't watch The View. Same here. I, I've never seen The View in my life. I've only seen clips of Anything it. for yeah, likes I see, that's The View to me. It's It's so redundant it's ridiculous yes it is i mean and when it comes to a show like the view i do think we mm-hmm. should we shouldn't be surprised when it comes to behavior like that yeah. especially from a veteran actress like Ruby goldberg who, yeah you know, really shouldn't be doing that at all no. it just doesn't surprise me as well it's just foolish just all over and i feel as if at some point i can see abc kind of pulling the plug on the view to you know put that show behind them Maybe sort of new, but again, I mean, it, that does not surprise me at all. Even though I didn't see it, I'm glad I didn't. I just feel it's so embarrassing, especially coming from, again, Ruby Goldberg, who is a veteran actress, who was a co host on that show, should be setting an example and should not be throwing a hissy fit when things don't go her way when things get out of hand. Again, Nathan, I don't understand how this crazy talk show even continues. Uh, I, I don't get it myself. I mean, it, it, we all know uh, the, the View has viewership, money mm-hmm. uh, behind it, also uh, the powers that be. Like, if you keep the show on the air, I mean, if this show was not on, I think we probably would still have all my children want to live, and we wouldn't have to put up with a bunch of a uh, talk show like The View. Yeah. Even if, even if it's the lead-in to, you know, daytime TV, the soap operas and such, or ABC, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just... It just is to that. That was just toxic to me. It really toxic to what it was before. I mean, I, from what I saw, a little bit of the view, the conversations were still there, but you know, now it's just completely gone off the rails. And 
you know, I don't think it will ever go away, unfortunately. But, yeah. you know, again, it's just a shame to see where it is now. All right. So before I throw it to Nathan for the next top story, Nathan, you're going to love this. I've got your 10 best Nev Campbell movies and TV shows, according to Ron Tomatoes. Here we go. Number 10, 1998's Wild Things. Ah, yes. Number 9, 2019, Castle in the Ground. I don't think I've seen that. I haven't either. 2003, The Company. That will be number 8. I haven't seen that one either. Okay. Number 7, Reefer Madness, the movie musical, 2005. Never heard of it. Never seen it. Yes. Number 6, Clouds, 2020. Uh-huh. Did you see that one? I haven't seen that either. No, I haven't seen it. House of Cards, number five, 2013 to 2018. I haven't seen that. Oh, I love this one, Nathan. Uh, Nathan. Uh, Lincoln Lawyer, 2022 to present. That's number uh, four. Yeah, I've seen that before. It's good. It's very good. Your number three, Scream 1996, is number three. Hmm, I'm curious where number one will be. Let's see what we got. Okay, hang on. I got screen. Okay, here we go. Number two is I'm 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 with this one. 1994 to 2000, Party of Five. I remember this because I grew up to watching Party of Five. So now I'm curious. Are you Nick Nathan? You curious? Do you yes, want to know what number one is? Go ahead. Panic. Okay, I've heard about that. 2000, number one. So there you go, guys. 10 best Nev Campbell's TV and movies. All right, Nathan, what's our last top story you got for tonight? Well, our last top story tonight, um, uh, you know, for um, all you fans of Marvel and all you fans of Iron Man, there's been rumors going around that Robert Downey Jr. and or those who are fans of Captain America, Chris Evans, you know, those, there are rumors that both of them may be heading back to the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Disney, uh, sometime in the near future. And when I first heard about this, really, it did not surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, the MCU has been struggling uh, these past couple of years, ever since, you know, I think after uh, Avengers Endgame took place and, you know, MCU focused on life after you know, uh, you know, Tony Stark, Captain America, those characters, and focusing and branching on characters that, you know, uh, the viewers have not seen or heard. And while some have been successful, the others have not. And I do feel the blame with that goes to, you know, um, you know, not really putting the time and effort into some of the projects that have been, that have been released. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, Ant-Man. I mean, I loved uh, the, the last Ant-Man movie, even though I thought there were some things that uh, didn't really add up for me there that, that I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, especially others, I think, uh, for example, you know, the one that came out this year, uh, the, uh, uh, the Secret Invasion with Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury. I thought that was good, but it could have been much better. I mean... Uh, it, well, even, uh, it, it could have had more episodes than just, I think, either six or seven. 
So that as well. And I do think that if Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans do come back as Iron Man and Captain America, it might help uh, for a little bit, but I don't think it'll be, you know, I don't think it'll help long term for the MCU as a whole. And, you know, I love Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, but, uh, you know, I do think that, you know, Marvel should at least focus a little bit more on, you know, making their projects better and instead of trying to, you know, redo, uh, you know, certain characters, famous characters like Iron Man, Captain America, mm-hmm. over again. Yes. Need to stop it. You do it on comics and people get tired of it. Um, I agree. I, I love Captain America. I love Iron Man. But we don't need to bring them back again. They're already supposed to be gone. What happened to worrying about the next generation? And we've still got all those other people that are Avengers. I mean, you still got Spider-Man. Um, right. yeah. You know, shoot, bring in Miles Morales. You know, there's creativity, yeah. guys. Right. You need to sink into that. And me and Nathan have talked about this. You're supposed to be writers. Write. Be creative. Quit doing the same crap. Yeah, I mean... Thank God, just, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's like we say all the time. It's just saturated nonsense. I mean, what is our next generation of kids going to have if we're just going to have the same thing verbatim and copycat stories and movies? They're not going to watch that junk. They're going to they're gonna forget about it, move on. And there you go, guys. Don't complain later when your box office doesn't make the right score that you think it will. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, please, no more soft reboots. Don't, don't just oh, do God, no. stuff. Just continue doing what you're doing, but imp- uh, make it better and improve on it. I mean, I do think that while the writers deserve to get the blame for mm-hmm. how certain projects have you know, turned out, yes. uh, well, not just Marvel, but also DC too, I feel as if the exec producers and big time bosses just decide to let it happen or decide to, you know, decide to, you know, uh, throw in things that really don't need to be there, for example. Yeah, it's nonsense. All right, Nathan's going to play uh, one of the songs, um, Tell Me Something Good. And when we come back from that, we've got your exclusive movie review of Nyad, N-Y-A-D, streaming right now on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> 
All right. Thanks, Nathan. Welcome back. We are here and you're locked into William Nathan's Extreme Podcast Part 2. Um, our exclusive movie review tonight is Nyad, N-Y-A-D. It is a two, 2023 drama sport film. It is a true story. And it stars Jodie Foster. And let me see who else was the other one. The one uh, it's, it's Annette Benning, right? I wanted to make sure I had that right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then let's see. I wanted to make sure if there was anyone else. Okay. I can't recognize anybody else from that. But I did want to say that it's about a 64-year-old marathon swimmer, Diana Nyad, who attempts to become the first person ever to swim from Cuba to Florida. And you can stream that now on Netflix. Nathan, you go first. What is your thoughts on this movie? And... Um, you know, like full detailed, what did you like about it? Bad likes about it? And what would be your, um, how many popcorns would you give it? Well, I thought Nyad, you know, this American, this 2023 American mm -hmm. biographical sports drama film that was directed by Elizabeth Tyrosini and Jimmy Chin, written mm -hmm. by Julia Cox, I thought it was a very good movie, a very good biographical sports drama film. Um, pretty much just shows, you know, the uh, struggle, you know, determination and the, uh, you know, adversity of, you know, one Diane Nyad who wanted to, you know, swim from Cuba to Florida, you know, for a shark cage because, you know, mm -hmm. swimming in water and the ocean can, uh, it's very risky when, uh, you know, what's, you know, under there, for example, sharks, like I mentioned, uh, another, uh, you know, other things in the sea. And so uh, I did like, you know, the, um, you know, uh, you know, the suspense of it, you know, showcasing Diana's uh, challenges. And, you know, uh, I felt as if Annette Benny and Joy Foster did very great in their roles, you know, with Annette playing Diane Nyad and Joy Foster playing Bonnie Stoll. Um, and, you know, some of the scenes, like, for example, when I think, uh, I think during it, uh, you know, she... I think Diana was uh, was in some sort of trouble, and you know they had to rescue her. And I thought that scene was very, you know, uh, very traumatic, and it had me, you know, you know, uh, wondering, you know, what was going to happen next. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I'm glad that you know this, uh, <clears throat> you know, this film, or seeing this uh, biographical film, Nyad, you know, came out because I think it shows to others who want to do, do something like that have to, you know, you know put in the effort and, you know, don't take it for granted because anything can happen. So, and the one thing I do appreciate from the end, the end is that no matter what, she was still determined to, you know, swim from Cuba, Cuba to Florida, you know, even, you know, without a shark case, like I mentioned before, where there's a lot of risks of that, about that because in the sea, you know, there's sharks and everything else. And so, um, you know, you know, anything can happen. And so, um, you know, I, nothing was bad about this film. Uh, that was very good. Uh, you know, there were a couple of, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, there were there were a couple of, of uh, false, just uh, uh, how you say it, dramatization. Huh? The dramatization of it. Yeah, the dramatization of it. Mm -hmm. Where the first one flies down, they ask you to swim, showing her with only one vessel and aiming for an unassisted swim, which 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 represents the actual event. 
involving multiple vessels, the comprehensive crew, and the use of various equipment that come against the other sensitive plants. As a shopping count, which never happened during the 2013 attempt, and accurately portrays her ability to swim the English Channel in seven and a half hours, overlooking her multiple full attempts and the round and the rarity of such a feat. So, you know, I can understand that as well. So, yeah. you know, that was the one that stood out to me the most. But, you know, I thought overall it was a very good film, and I would have to give this, um, you know, uh, five parkours out of five. I agree with you. I love this movie. I like that this is a movie that I didn't think that I knew I wanted to watch. That's how good it was. Right. Um, Annette Benning and Jodie Foster, you two are two powerhouses in this film. My God, I could not stop watch- watching every single heartbeat moment in this film. It's so powerful. It gives a powerful message. It's showing the true devotion that both actresses have put into this film. It puts in perspective what, you know, the woman that they're portraying or women they're portraying have gone through, what they endured. And it just shows us, you know, that we can, we can survive, um, Hurdles, you yes, know, absolutely. you just have to put in the work. You have to put in the effort. You can't just quit and not continue. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the same goes for other uh, documentary biographical. Oh, films. yeah. I love that. We're getting these. I mean, um, you know, people were complaining about Netflix not getting content. You can't complain no more because they got you. They got you with this. This was good. Um, I'm giving it six popcorns. And again, Nathan, you were right. There's not one thing that I saw wrong in this film. I mean, I saw the dramatization, which I can understand. But I even thought, like, that didn't even phase me, really, because it's just I was so invested into the creative characters that these women were portraying. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, like you mentioned uh, with the... uh misconversation and stuff mm-hmm. that's all understandable but i do think when it when it happens you know in the movie it does make you want to see what what happens next so yes and that's good i'm agreeing with you that's this is the kind of stuff we need to see as uh, viewers as americans let's let's continue watching this because well you remember nathan when you were in school do you remember having to do book reports I picked a book report and I did mine on my favorite hockey star, Wayne Gretzky. Yes, yes. So, you know, this this inspires young women. You know, they can look up to someone like um, Diana Nyad. You know, we need that. We need those those role models, not idols. We need the role models that can help move forward the next generation. I mean, like I was just a little kid, and I was growing, yeah, growing up, and um, you know, high school and everything else. But I won't lie, my favorite hockey player was, you know, Wayne Gretzky. I was so obsessed and just learning so much about him and reading books about him. That's what we need. And Diane Nyad, to me, is the next big hit for these young kids to investigate and 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 um, you know, discover on their own 
through the journey. There's more to her. Let's look into her. Let's find out. Let's get away from all the nonsense that people are just, you know, doing crazy things just on the media. And you know what I'm talking about. Let's get down to the real down-to-earth stuff. Let's get to the naturalness of it. Back Back in motion. Let's forget the fluff and get back to the realness of reality. I think that's the problem. We just need to get back into the reality and get away from the fluff. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you there. More like back mm-hmm. to reality. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think everything else, the other nonsense that we go through, should we keep to the side and we should focus on real true stories that can help, you know, motivate us and, you know, help encourage us to not only do better, but to keep moving forward when things are not going the way. Yes, exactly. All right, guys, don't go away. Me and Nathan have a very important message to say to the daytime, what I guess you would call it, the daytime writers and the creatives, right, Nathan, about what's going on involving the children? Yes. So we have lots to talk about. Don't go away. Nathan's going to pull up a commercial from Rooms, Rooms to Go, and we'll be right back. Why choose rooms to go? That's easy. The same reasons millions of you trust us for your furniture. Our amazing selection, affordable prices, and a helpful sales team that will find you the perfect mattress at the perfect low price. From top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Serta, Beautyrest, and Kingsdown, to mattress in a box brands like Vector, Purple, and Casper. Sleep well and save money on your new mattress from rooms to go. A name you can trust. And we're back. All right, everybody, this has really hit us. This this topic tonight is just really hit a nerve for me as a parent and as an actor and having and a daytime fan. And this really upset Nathan, too. This thing with daytime exploiting the kids through their daytime stories, it's disgusting, and it really does truly need to stop. And I want to say that me and Nathan are complimenting and commend actress Kim Zimmer for pulling her son, Luke. Is it Luke? Let's see. Was Luke Weary? Jake Weary? Yes. Jake Weary out of our beloved daytime soap sudser of As the World Turns when they decided that they wanted to change his character to be playing gay character instead of straight. Now, some could say, well, that was his role. He should have stayed. Um, it depends on how you see it, because what if the director and the writers and the creative didn't even tell you until last minute? What would you do as a parent? Wouldn't that make you upset? Yeah, that would make me uh, very upset and very ticked off that I wasn't informed that my child is going to uh, take part in this role. And at the last minute, he decided to make his character gay. And I have nothing against you know, gay people or LGBTQA. Exactly, you know, exactly. Stuff, it has nothing to do with that. It's, a, it's about, as a parent, you know, like what would you do if you found out your child 
was an adult and who is taking part uh, in a soap opera like, say, As Will Turns, Guy in Line or whatever, at the last minute that they were going to make the character gay and, you know, and how a parent feel about that, I would feel, you know, uh, concerned and worried and ticked off and I would probably do the same thing that Kim Zimmer did. And this is what Nathan's talking about. This is more of the principle of the fact. Because, again, I think we should just clap, Nathan. Kim Zimmer deserves this recognition because um, she set the tone for the future parents that are going to see themselves through hardships in daytime with this kind of situation. Yes, absolutely. She deserves her praise for this. And like you said, she set the tone for you know other parents who are having their children involved on these shows. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, some shows like General Hospital, Israel Lives, YNR, Golden Beautiful, or even in prime time. And, you know, certain, you know, writers and <clears throat> especially Israel producers and behind the scenes, you know, want to do, you know, edgy things and, mm-hmm. you know, things that will, you know, help shake up a show and, you know, cause the viewers to watch and learn. But... You have to talk with the parent first and see what see what they have to say. If not, then I'm pretty sure the show will just move on and have someone else play that role or go a different route creatively. But you know, these shows, I believe, and you agree with this, really, they have to speak with you know the parents first before they move forward. Right, because then they're just doing it, um, you know, maliciously and sneaky. And I don't agree with this, and I know you don't, because look at what's been happening throughout the years in Hollywood with parents not paying attention to their kids. I mean, look what happened with Corey Haim. We know what happened there. Oh, yes, absolutely. And that whole mess behind the scenes, it was just, it, it was a mess. I mean, Corey Feldman, you know, and not, you know, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman were friends. It, yes. Were, you know, they were young together. They were, uh, I think they did the Ross Boys years ago, and when you hear the, the details of what happened to Corey Hang, it was just furious, and I don't know, I don't know how his parents react or whatever, or if they try to do something to help or press some situation. But, well, that was the thing. Remember, Nathan, if we really break it down, even Corey Feldman mentioned it. He even told people that the parents were letting the kids go to parties. Like, give me a break. I don't want to hear, I mean, nothing on him, but I'm talking about the parent part. I don't want to hear nothing about that. that They just let their kids go to the parties like that. That was messed up because we saw what happened to Corey Haim. And that right there is unforgivable. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no train back to what happened with Corey Haim. And, you know, I think in today's, you know, society with what, you know, happens, I think, as of now, Mm -hmm. you know, I do think that more parents need to be more cautioned. Just have more caution and at least... It's still happening today, though. That's the sad part. Yeah, it's true. These parents don't seem to care. They don't care. Um, And the other part that me and Nathan were concerned about is the fact that even in daytime today, they're still doing these stories where they're just trying to kill these kids off, thinking it's okay, it's just a story. It's like for sweeps. It's for lights. No. Because you're you're doing so much damage that you don't realize you're over exploiting these stupid storylines. What just for likes and 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 ratings? 
that has to be the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate that it still happens in today's daytime. Um, you know, and from you know, from rumors that you and me hear about, you know, Bowen Beautiful or Joe Hospital or Dino Lives or YNR and what they yes. what they could do to like child characters and uh, you know, it's just it, it just makes me like shake my head and it's like ask myself why would you do that to, you know, this person to, you know, have, um, it, well, you know, well, you know what I'm trying to say, but it's, it's just, upsetting. Just yeah. watching to general hospital. I, I heard about it. I couldn't even watch it. I heard about that. Charlie got shot by Anna Devane. Yes, I heard oh, but let's cheer. Cause that's ratings, Nathan. It's November sweeps. It's, it's one for the record books, dude. I've never wanted to throw up more in my life. Yeah, I mean, that whole, yeah, the storyline, I think, in general, is a bit, is disturbing, and, you know, I think what happened on, uh, I think, uh, Friday, on Friday's episode, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was just, I, I was shot, I thought it wasn't going to happen, but it actually did, and the main shot a child, and, you know, I just... Well, General Hospital doesn't have any problem taboo with exportations. I mean, look how they commonly use rape. Oh, yes. Rape rape is used so much in daytime for nonsense reasons. Exactly. That's my point. It's just, it's ridiculous. And this is our stance on this. And uh, me and Nathan do support the family and the parents that take anybody in daytime to court over such nonsense because these are their children and you know that they trusted you to do a story for you and you're going to turn around and make something so disgusting and exploitive. Who would want to be a part of that in some way? Like, really, who would want to be a part of that? No one. No one would be a part of that. Right. And that's why there's, that's what I'm saying. They don't tell them that till later after they've already gotten their their script yeah that, that, that's another thing too i mean you know the, the that needs to is, stop that needs to stop yes it does i mean and, and these eps and these writers you guys have to get in get in touch with you know the parents first and talk to them about what they want to do when it comes to the child that who's playing this role for the show because if not and you know and they get and they uh they the parents say for example see what you know, uh, see, you know, uh, their child, mm-hmm. you know, do something bad or horrible, you know, they're going to be horrified. Exactly. All right, Nathan's going to play one of my favorite theme songs of Night Rider, and then when we return, we're going to kick it off with General Hospital. There's so much going on in Port Charles. Don't go away. Thank you. 
Thank you, Nathan. All right, guys, this is shocking news. Bridgerton star Ruby Barker has called out Netflix Shondaland for failing to provide support after two psychotic breaks. Oh my God, Nathan, what is your thoughts on this? Well, um, you know, this is unfortunate news to hear, and yeah, I, you know, if someone should have, someone's from Shonda Rhimes or whatever should have at least helped her when she was going through, uh, you know, uh, when she was going through her issues, because this is just irresponsible, really, uh, you know, and. Shonda Rhimes or whatever or whoever needs to do much better when it comes to paying attention to their cast. Exactly, yes. I agree. I agree. Um Nathan, there was another sad um passing. Did you catch it? What happened? It's a young actor that was on CSI. Oh yes, yes. Oh uh, uh, yes, I didn't talk about Okay, can you give us an update on what happened? I just barely got bits and pieces, and I didn't want to misrepresent anything. Uh, yes, actor uh, Evan Ellison, a Hollywood child star, appeared in Macy's Jerry Keeper, CSI Miami, and 24. Has died at 35. Former actor was found dead. And Spontaneous was a Sunday at around 11.30, according to the San Bernardino County uh, Sheriff's Department. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the other one that took place too. Oh my God. Me and Nathan are sending sympathies. Um, I was heartbroken hearing about it. It's, um, I remember seeing the actor at the time for, um, on certain, uh, projects. So it was just heartbreaking to see that it popped up on the newsfeed. Yeah, I, I saw, uh, actually saw it this afternoon before I left to do my errands and mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it myself. Okay, let's see. I'm trying to see what we got here. Okay, we're doing General Hospital. Why don't you give us a quick little recap while I pull up the um, the teasers I've got for you guys. Yes, uh, so, so on things General Hospital, what, what's been going on, uh, the big story that took place mm-hmm. uh, you know, this week, I'm pretty sure you guys heard that, you know, like you mentioned before, before we uh, took our break, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> And the vein, uh, Charlotte, who broke into, uh, you know, I think the apartment, and uh, you know, uh, Anna didn't know, you know, that it was actually Charlotte who was, you know, dressing all black scarves and stuff, and you know, Anna was absolutely horrified when she saw that, and um, you know, Jake, uh, you know, came in as well, and he, he tried to help, his, tried to help out. Uh, you know, and uh, <clears throat> then Valentine came in, and it was just one big mess. And uh, I want to give a shout out, and, and you gave me as well, really, uh, to Fanola Hughes for her, you know, tremendous, heartbreaking scenes that she did. Uh, for, yes. Uh, this week, they came to, you know, uh, Charlotte being shot by Anna Devane, mm-hmm. and, you know, the way that Fanola Hughes played it was spot on. It was perfect, it made me feel so bad for Anna. Yes. And, uh, you know, she just really brought the house down with that one. So she is our performer of the week. 
Exactly. She definitely deserves it. Congratulations, Finola Youth. Um, she can do no wrong in my eyes, dude. Um, on a side note, um, Nathan and I are also sending sympathies, condolences to Eden McCoy's um, loss for losing her mom. Um, we'll take a uh, a little brief uh, silence in memory for her and her mom. And um, and then we'll continue. All right, Nathan, I just found out some news and you're going to have to bear with me, dude, because I'm jumping up for joy. I just got confirmation. Trina and Trina and Spencer are going to break up. Oh my God, it's happening, dude. You know how I feel about this. Snoopy dance, Snoopy dance. I'm sorry, guys. Yes, Trina Nation, uh, Sprina Nation, uh, you guys are awesome and sometimes can go overboard at times, but you are cool, creative groups. But when I heard about this right now uh, for tonight, yep, that Trina and Spencer will break up. Now, this is what I'm thinking, Nathan. This is me predicting here. But if this is the case, I'm thinking it's going to happen because we've got to remember they need to do an exit for uh, Spencer. Yeah, Nicholas Chavez uh, will be, I think, leaving, uh, or he probably already has, mm -hmm. uh, for four weeks, the film, uh, that, uh, the project for Netflix uh, with the Menendez Brothers, I believe that's what it's called. So Monster, Monster. Oh, monster, yeah. So I think we all knew this was coming, and mm -hmm. it does make sense to break them up. So uh, I totally understand. I get it. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's understandable. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think that doing this will, you know, uh, you know, clear the way for Spencer Train to break up. Uh, it's unfortunate, guys, but you know what? This is daytime. Anything can happen. You never know. And I just think at this time, with everything going on with Spencer and Trina, especially with Esme, Ace, and possibly Nicholas coming back at some point, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to create a rift between the two of them. And also, it turns out that Drew is still programmed as a soldier, and somehow he's supposed to go after Cyrus. Uh, okay. I, I oh my god, dude. Work, what happened? Are we finally in the middle of a good sweep story? Yes, we are. I don't know how this is going to turn My God, out, my, my, my alerts here are going crazy. And there's one more. Let's see. Where is it at? Oh, yes. The week of November 6th. I love this. That Anna bashes Valentine. Dude, it's about time. Yeah, I mean, Valentine had this one coming. I mean, for not even trying to, you know, let Anna know about what happened with Charlotte. And that yes. She could be, you know, responsible for burning down, you know, her man and his mansion and her mm -hmm. house. You know, this is all in Valentine and he has no one to blame by himself. And another juicy spoiler I did find out is that Nina will get arrested, guys. So your wishes came true. All right, Nathan, what spoilers do you have for General Hospital? Okay, so let's start with um, tomorrow's episode with General Hospital. Okay. Uh, they'll head to the week of the 13th to the 17th, and I probably already told you guys these spoilers before on a, another podcast that we did, but uh, 
Just a reminder, tomorrow, on November 8th, 2023, Chrissy makes an announcement. Michael is relieved. Austin is cagey. Sonya shares shocking info with Ava. Sasha tries to mend a broken bond. Olivia jumps to action. And on for Thursday episode, on the 9th of, 9th of 2023, Olivia jumps into action. Lois cautions Brooklyn. Spencer feels betrayed. Dante agrees Anna and Sunny. Valentine trusts carefully. In November 10, 2023, Alexis, Alexis and Blaze get acquainted. Trina doesn't mince words. Elizabeth vests a lawyer. Anna is blindsided. Olivia has reason to celebrate. In November 13, 2023, that'll be uh, next week, um, sorry, Monday. Brooklyn and Lois strategize. Nina loses for Fury. Anna beats Jordan and Dante. Gregory opens up the chase. Michael was caught off guard. On the 14th, Tuesday, Ava counsels Trina. Dante interviews Austin. Harvey seeks out Austin, uh, Sonny. Spencer makes a plea to Asbe. Finn gets bad news. On the 15th, uh, Wednesday, TJ is left reeling. Marshall and Curtis connect. Cyrus issues a warning. They events to Alexis. Maxie makes a surprise announcement. 16th, Thursday. Dex cautions Jocelyn. Ava latches out. Cody comes clean. Molly is blindsided. Anna catches up with Sunny. Number 17, 2023. Laura makes an offer. Robert seeks Felicia's help. Johnson shares some horror truth with Spencer. Sonny wants an answer from Nina. And Willow encourages Carly. Wow, there's actually drama coming to Port Charles. I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. It's about time. All right, Nathan's going to pull out a commercial from. Macy's, and then when we return, we're heading to Young and the Restless, Genoa City. There's so much going on, and you won't believe who got fired. hit Genoa City. Nathan, what's your thoughts on the new character of Claire Turner? Uh, you know, I like Claire. I like what she um, what she brings and I think viewers, viewers and myself, including you, I think we're all you know, wanting to see more of her mm-hmm. and um, you know, at least, you know, she's, she has not been overexposed and to the point where I think viewers will get sick and tired of her, so 
I don't mind Claire that much. I just want to see more of what she's going to do, uh, especially with her being in Nikki's uh, tutelage, so to speak, uh, under her wing. Mm-hmm. So I think she'll have to offer the show. What's your theory of her and her and Jordan? Um, what I, would you like your prediction? What do you think she's up to in your in your mind? I probably thought when I heard uh, her aunt Jordan, it made me think back to, uh, you know, I think maybe sometime not too long ago in Genoa City, where you know maybe aunt, her aunt Jordan got you know was in, uh, you know, was a. Uh, was, was in connections with maybe the Newmans. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's why Claire yeah. is, you know, has this, I guess you say, vendetta against the Newmans and with Nikki being, you know, uh, you know, someone who took, took Claire on the wing, you know, Claire's keeping an eye on Nikki and the Newman family. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that, that that would pretty much hit the nail on the head on there. Um, there's so much going on over here. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's see. We are Tuesday. So apparently tomorrow, Sharon and Summer are going to panic over Chance's injury. Did that happen, Nathan? Because I don't recall seeing them for tomorrow. I only remember Uh, seeing Nina. No, actually, I think tomorrow is when we see... uh, you know, I think is when, you know, Nina finds out about the news that Chance got shot. Right. And probably the next day is when we'll see. Right. That's what I was wondering. Maybe they just got the, the, the spoiler date mixed up because yeah. that's happened before. Right, right, right. So we should be expecting that sometime this week or probably maybe Monday, depending on what we, what we get yeah. these next couple days. Pop champagne, Nate. What's it called? Nate. What's his last name? Hastings. Nate Hastings finally got fired from <laughs> Human Enterprises. <laughs> it's about time. It's about time he got fired. Dude, were you laughing when, when Adam was like by Victor, like he was his little soldier? That was he cute. Was, yeah. He was so protective of his father, yeah. And nobody else, is, nobody else cares. And Adam is right there by his dad. Like, oh my God, talk about a, a son and... A son, a father and son moment. Yeah. Oh my God, it's enough to make you cry because Hope would have been proud just to see that moment between them. Yeah, she would have. Yes, absolutely. And I gotta say, like I said, I said, I said just now, Willie, it was about time that Nate got fired. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I like, I mean, I liked the direction where Nate was going, but yeah. him being. Uh, you know, next to Newman's fault, you know, a little bit too good to be true. So yeah, well, I'm glad I, I I'm glad he got blindsided. That's what he gets because remember he, Victor was part of true. He just doesn't know how true he was. But in a way, Nathan, um, Nate really did try to uh, undermine him, but in a different kind of way. So this was kind of like, oh my god, I this was fun. We didn't even get to see about this part, but. But Victor brought it up perfectly. Eric Braden gets credit for this. He literally pulled us into a scene we didn't even get to see and pushed us into it when he said that, oh, Nate, you're just trying to manipulate me and trying to go to this doctor and let him examine me and you already had everybody 
set up for me to be there. And it's like, damn, we're not even in the room of that area. And he's already described it to a T. Yeah, it was very unexpected. And that's what, you know, Y&R, that's just why not being so They need to have unexpected moments that will catch us off guard yeah. and have us wanting more of that, you know, what, we, what we're going to see tomorrow, um, you know, when it comes to Victor firing Nate and, you know, for Nate, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, yeah. I didn't think he was going to get fired or let go, but we just didn't know how it went. So, uh, credits, credits and kudos goes out to, you know, the writers, Josh Griffith, for, you know, doing this. Mm-hmm. I hope we get more moments like these on YNR and the soaps because that's what's missing today. I mean, uh, uh, you know, expecting this and, you know, reveals that shock us. And Summer's going to have a job offer for Kyle. Is it possible he could return to Marchetti? Dude, is it just me? But Marchetti sucks. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't even see... We don't even see uh, most characters at their jobs. No, it should have uh, stayed in Rome. Should have left yeah. Summer there, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, most of them should have stayed in Rome at this point. Oh, my God. It's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. And let's see, I had I thought I had one more for you, but um, let's see. Well, now that um, what was your thoughts for tomorrow when um, don't you think it was kind of silly for Phyllis the way she was acting in front of Danny, acting like she's a co-ed college student? Yes, absolutely. I mean, and Danny, I, are you free tonight? Can you go out tonight? Oh my God. Are we watching Greece? Is is Phyllis thinking that she's Sandra D? I, I guess so. I mean, I just feel that this writing for Phyllis, <laughs> this writing for Phyllis is garbage. It's so ridiculous. It's like, what are we going to do? I mean, I understand you're, they're trying to yeah. you know, write Phyllis in a different way after what happened with Jeremy Stark mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's this is too bad. much. This is too much. Now suddenly she can't remember that Cricket was Christine. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Christine, I, I said it, Danny. I said it. It's Christine. Like, oh my God, you're not. You're a woman. Behave like one. And stop acting like a kid. I mean, or a teenager. Thank like, God, oh, Danny God. finally tells her. You leave Cricket alone, don't bother her, and stop calling her a bug. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I, I give Dane credit for saying that, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on with the direction for the character of Phyllis. Who do you want, Danny, with? Do you want him to be with Phyllis? Do you want him to be with Cricket? Or do you want him someone new? Uh, I don't mind him and Christine, even mm-hmm. though I wouldn't mind him and mm-hmm. someone who maybe bring someone on to the show that's connected to a core family of the past, like the Stewarts and the Brooks. Yeah. Because, you know, something like that. But, you know, I don't mind uh, him and Christine. What finds me annoying for Cricket is that she is always complaining. Yeah, that's, that's true. I don't know how any man will put up with her, even Danny. That's just like every time you see her, she's got to complain about something. Yeah, that, that's the downside of uh, Cricket. I mean, she can be annoying at times when she doesn't need to be. I mean, she even put down Lauren. Did you hear what she said about Lauren yesterday? Yeah, that took me off guard. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, okay, Cricket, where's Phyllis? Phyllis needs to slap the you-know-what out of you for saying that about Lauren. Yes, 
Absolutely. 100%. And shame on Nina for even allowing her to say that out of her mouth. Yeah, I mean, I love Nina, but, you know, she should have put Christina in place. But, oh, my God, I was like, seriously, Cricket, just, I don't, no one needs you, Cricket, just leave. Yeah, you know, she I doubt she's going to be the woman enough to fight um, Phyllis and, and Danny if they really want to go there, which I'm okay with. But if you want us to do this high school feud all over again, I really have got to be honest, I really don't see Cricket winning because she complains too much. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can't see that happening as well. I mean, I love, I love uh, Christine for the little about, but Michelle mm-hmm. doesn't really have any plan for her outside of this Polish triangle. So, um, what would, what spoilers do you have for Young and the Restless? Okay, so let's go to spoilers for this week, starting tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Wednesday, November 8, 2023. Richard puts a stop to his family's infighting. Danny keeps a piece of 24 and Christine. Chance catches Nina off guard. Then Thursday, Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Victoria and Nate share a difference of opinion. Christine sets boundaries with Danny. Nick finds himself at a crossroads. Friday, November 10, 2023. Phyllis weighs her options. Daniel romances Lily. Sharon and Summer both stand their ground. So that's going to be the episode where both are standing their ground this Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, also, let's go to the spoilers for... Let's see here. I'm not looking forward to seeing Sharon and Summer fighting over a man. That's just ridiculous. No, same here, same here, same here. Also, the spoilers for... We're going to number 13. I only have the... Uh, Early edition spoilers. Okay, um, go ahead. You can share those. There's, a, there's four of them. First one, Richard gives his family an ultimatum. Two, Nick finds himself at a crossroads. Three, Joe confronts Tucker. And four, Mammy goes to bat for Nate. And that's it. Okay, don't quote me, but I'm hearing a rumor that Sally is supposed to end up sleeping with Nick again. Because something happens where she's supposed to comfort him or, I don't know, I guess he's pounding or throwing a tantrum. And one thing leads to another and supposedly they wind up in bed again. And it's supposed to hurt Adam. That's what I was told. Well, again, again, Rhinar does not know what to do with Sally Spectra. Mm -hmm. Once again, Rhinar, you prove our points. God. So that's a lot going on in Genoa City. My goodness. Yes, it is. Okay. Nathan's going to pull out one of his favorite songs real quick. And when we return from that, we'll head over to L.A. for Bold and Beautiful.
Nathan. All right, guys. We are in LA. And you know, Nathan, you and I usually skip Bold and Beautiful, but this one's actually going to be good. Tomorrow's the red letter day. Thomas and Hope are going to get busted during their hot moment just as Steffi comes into the room. That's going to be fun. And Taylor and Brooke will face off. And if that's not enough for you, Steffi finds herself arrested for what she did against Sheila. Wow, I didn't think that was going to happen, but wow. Also, Sheila records Liam's confession about a kiss that happened between Finn and Steffi. Go, Sheila! Yeah, I, we knew this was going to happen, but I didn't think it would actually take place until later on, maybe sometime next year. But, yeah, she was not playing around this time. And RJ recently revealed that the real winner was Ridge. But it's getting confusing on this story because Ridge is going to make it look like his dad won so that he, his dad can get the victory since his dad is, quote, dying. Yeah, I heard about that, too. I, I feel that it's kind of weak. It is, because uh, Eric's going to get pissed. and It's kind of like those kind of moments. It really makes me miss Stephanie even more. Yeah, it does. Stephanie be kicking the you-know-what out of Ridge right now. Oh, I know she would, yes. All right, what spoilers do you have for Bode and the Beautiful of Any? Okay, let's go to tomorrow's. Uh, well, actually, let's start with uh, tomorrow's uh, episode for B&B. Spoilers mm-hmm. for that. So this week. Okay. Then next week. So okay. for tomorrow, Wednesday, November 8, 2023, Ridge meditates a heated exchange between Brooke and Taylor. Stephanie learns the truth about Tom's and Hope's relationship. Thursday, November 9, 2023, Hope's new apologetic attitude takes Stephanie by surprise. Taylor issues a dire warning to Sheila. Friday, November 10, 2023, Liam makes a strong request of Ridge. A complication ensures when Lee finds Poppy at Forster. Then let's go to um, um, the spoilers for the weekend number 13. There is the early edition spoilers. I'll mm-hmm. read them. These okay. are from uh, www.worldofbb.com. All right. First one, uh, Liam lays his love and wine to Steffi. Two, Deacon makes a heartfelt request to Finn. Three, Rich shares the truth about Eric, Ostefi, and Thomas. 
Wow, we've actually got some good stuff coming up. Yes, we do. And I really pray that tomorrow, when Steffi busts um, Thomas and Hope, I really hope that Thomas can finally put Steffi in her place. Not, I don't want Hope to do it, because Hope has done that in the past, which is fine. But I want Thomas to do it this time. Yeah. I want him to bring out his inner tailor. Yeah, same here. Yes, it needs to happen. Yeah, uh, no more of this nicey-nice stuff. Come on. They're grown-up people. Um, Thomas is not a teenager. That's why they have RJ4. So let's 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 move that forward. All right. Nathan's going to pull out a commercial for um, Coca-Cola as we wrap up our um, tonight's podcast. And that will be with Days of Our Lives. So we'll be right back. Right, thank you. Were you cracking up today when you saw Nicole dressed in a white dress? Why is she wearing white? She's been married so many times before. Yeah, that I didn't like that at all for her. That just felt like a really cheesy moment. And did you catch when Gabby said who would who who would frame her? I'm like, are you kidding me? We all know it's Vivian. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's Vivian too. That's I, I don't feel bad for Gabby, dude. She got this. She got all of this. It was all coming to her. She should have left Lee alone. Should have left everybody alone. Her and Stefan could have done whatever they wanted to get things the way they wanted a different way. They did not have to go after all these people and cause such chaos. Yeah, that's very true uh, as well, Willie. I mean, you know, Gabby and Stefan. But it's all to themselves, and Gabby's about to pay the price for it. I'm actually excited about EJ being the next DA, because we got to be honest, Trash sucked as a DA. Yeah, she did. I mean, she had, she had a strong beginning at first. Right, that's what I like about um, Paulina. Paulina said it all yesterday. 
or today, uh, she told her that you were supposed to get this and this conviction, this and this, but you haven't done zilch. It's like, yep, that pretty much picks it up. Right. I mean, she's only been, I mean, Melinda has only been focusing on getting a baby for Eric and Sloan, possibly. But, you know, she as a, you know, as a district attorney is a joke. And she had, like I said before, she had a strong beginning at first, but then later down the road, you know, they made her character yeah. more softer. So, you know, I, I'm all, I'm actually all for EJ being the new district attorney and seeing what, you know, what he can do as DA. I'm going to add a new topic for us. I got to add the zinger of the day, Nathan. It has to be, where did you get your badge from, Harris? A Happy Meal? <laughs> Maybe if you worked at a hospital, maybe, you know, like throw it out. Yeah, that, that line there. Yeah, hook sinker. Or you could have said maybe you were a bad thug in another life. <laughs> oh, yeah, seven and uh, gold. Oh, my God, we needed that laugh. When he told him about where'd you get that badge from a Happy Meal, I'm like, oh, my God, Trevor. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Brandon Barrage is killing it right now at Stefan again. Just yes, when you yes. thought you could get bored of Stefan, he, he got that zinger and he pushes it. Yeah, he sure does. I mean, I, li- I, mean, I like... Um, yes. You know, in God rest his soul, I love tacos for Stefan, but mm-hmm. Brandon Barrage brings a different level of layer of Stefan with him when it comes to you know, the one-liners and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, this is my favorite, Stefan. Uh, nothing on Tyler, but this is my favorite. I, I love Brandon as this Stefan. This is why I was mad when they took him out the first time. But you yeah. notice, though, he's making a mark here. He's showing that he's got the chops to continue without Gabby. Yeah, and I think that's very, that's really that's says, That speaks volumes. Not many actors can do that. That's like John being without Marlena or Marlena being without John. Marlena would be fine without John. She doesn't really need him all the time. And I think that's the problem is they always got him by the hip. And that's the problem is you got to let your characters evolve without being so, you know, clingy. Right, absolutely. You make, I mean, you make a great point there. Yeah, I do think that once Gabby exits or when she gets sent to jail, mm-hmm. I do think uh, Stefan will be fine on his own for a little while. Oh, yeah, he needs that freedom. I mean, again, um, just look at the stories that he's been with, with Gabby, if you really look at it. Me and you have talked about this, how we felt that the character was ruined. How many times has Gabby been with Stefan by the hip? It's ridiculous. All this time wasted. They had so much potential to do different stories with them. They never did. This is going to be one of the, I think, to me, because doesn't she leave tomorrow? Yeah, I think tomorrow is the day she leaves. And also, heads up as well, um, Martha Madison will be back as Belle for that episode, too. Okay. be the last day we see the two of them together. Okay, so this will be the fastest exit that we've ever seen in Salem. Yes. Okay, then I bet you what's going to happen, she's probably going to say that her client is going to go to jail and 
Davenport, Bell. That's probably the last receiver. And then that's it. Do no explanation. Kind of like a lazy GH exit, which we kind of are expected to uh, get used to it by now. But, yeah, that's just sad that we lose Bell so quickly like that. I mean, they could have been more original. Gabby, I don't care about because they already ruined her as far as it goes. They couldn't ruin her anymore if they wanted to. Right, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's a shame that, you know, uh, you know, for example, the Bell, it's a shame that we couldn't see, we couldn't have more of her. And also Ben being able to play Sean, too. And mm-hmm. so but as far as Gabby goes, I'm not really going to miss her. The character needs a break anyway. So yeah. I'll go around to Gabby. And it's sad that they didn't use, um, was it Sonny and Will or the daughter to say goodbye? I mean, they had that perfect exit to do that. And again, that's how you know this is rushed. And I guess this does say a lot about the soap because it makes you wonder about their budget. Maybe they really do have a tight budget because that's like really crazy. They don't really do a proper exit like they used to do. Yeah, you made a good point there. I mean, I, I totally forgot about Will, Sonny, and Ariana. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should be there for Gabby. So I do think, yeah, it's a rush exit, and but unfortunately, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, maybe their budget really is tight down there for uh, Days of Lives. Isn't Ariana a teenager now? Yeah, she should be a teenager now. So yeah, I mean, there's no reason not to have her. I mean, my God, you you've got you've got hope. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Holly. Holly, yeah. So it's it's crazy. All right, everybody. Well, we had so much fun giving you up to dates on everything from top stories, exclusive movie reviews, daytime spoilers, and so much in between. And Nathan, anything you want to throw out? Oh, you want to tease a little bit about your um, guiding light fanfic that the readers can read weekly? Uh, yes, let me do that right now. So, yeah. for those who do not know, um, I have a bunch of fanfics on Wattpad.com. Uh, if you guys go to uh, my username on Wattpad, um, <clears throat> which is Nathan Banks 757, again, that's Nathan Banks 757, you guys will see, you know, main fanfics. So, for example, like Guy in Light, which, which is a weekly series where uh, we're going to, uh, you know, follow the uh, previous season and all the hijinks that, all hijinks that took place from there and continuing on, uh, you know, uh, onto Guy and Light's uh, newest season coming up. So um, it'll be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement, a lot of fireworks as well, and, you know, reveals too at the same time. Uh, this will be the fourth season of Guy and Light. It started Guy and Light. Uh, I think during 2020, especially during the pandemic. So, uh, you know, since then, I, I brought on these other fanfics for the soaps like Oswald Turns, All My Children, uh, you know, Sunset Beach, Bone Beautiful, which will be which will be in their current seasons too, especially YNR. Uh, you know, one I'm going to bring back at some point uh, down the line. So I uh, expect a lot to go down and take place for uh, the show and um, expect uh, the best is yet to come. Oh, yes. And before we close out, uh, Nathan, do you want to throw out the quick trivia questions for tonight? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Let me. Um, I'm not sure if you sent me. I'm not sure you sent me them. Uh, uh, there should be two. Okay. 
Was it was this was this on the um the, Yeah, on the Messenger. Oh the Messenger, okay. Mm-hmm. Um let's get that up here. <clears throat> up here. <clears throat> Trying to find this here. Um Okay, I got them right here. Okay, great. Go ahead. So here, okay, so we have actually three of them. So okay, great. Here's the first trivia question. So for listeners, I listen very carefully. Um, what year did Laura Wright debut as Carly for General Hospital? Number two, who's Esther Valentine's daughter on The Under Restless? What's her daughter's real birth name? And those are our three questions. Uh, for our trivia, and make sure you guys can uh, contact us, I think, um, to our email and with the answers as well. That's right. And one lucky listener will win a Netflix gift card that you can use for the holidays. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We always appreciate you. We're your number one source for TV, movies, gaming, and so much more. And... um. Don't forget, guys, just be safe out there because the numbers are rising again for COVID. And uh, it's a month for Worcester, Worcester Fest. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. So I really pray for people right now because people are going way too much out in the public than they should with these numbers being risen again. Um, I just noticed that, that the uh, stores are starting to sell the masks all over again. And we're not talking Halloween masks. Yeah, so guys, please, you know, take care of yourselves out there and, you know, be aware and be prepared when you go out. Uh, make sure you guys wear your mask and, you know, make sure you're vaccinated too if you, if you haven't been yet. All right. Well, you guys have a great night. Thank you so much, Nathan, for taking time to do this again. And next week, Nathan returns for his spotlight, Nathan's Spotlight. So don't miss that. It's always fun. He takes the awesomest topics and does his own little magic there so that's all next week so you guys will have some fun yes thank you guys for listening to our podcast tonight and uh see you guys next week for uh, my spotlight so again thank you guys for listening and uh have a good night enjoy your get your night evening morning afternoon wherever and wherever this new podcast from and uh enjoy the rest of your week and have a good weekend coming up too all right, Nathan, you have a good night. Bye-bye. You too,